into 30 minutes of hell on the field of the 68 network coach houston nut coach i promise you it's not going to be as hot as hell but it's going to be fun it's going to be fun i'm ready i'm ready hey let me tell you coach richardson's come on you know he's my goat you right there sir you right there on my number two all time i'll all take time. that i'll take that <laughs> uh this, this is uh, obviously going to be going out to all, all Razorback fans. We send it out on Twitter, and it's on uh, on the podcast. So we're going to talk about some Razorback hoops. Uh, 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 first, just want to get up to speed. You are in uh, God's country, right? You're in uh, McKinney, Texas. South Arkansas. South Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, you, you remember that big, big Barnhill Arena South down here, don't you? Barnhill Cellup, absolutely. What was that uh Reunion Arena? No, what was that? Is that that's it. it used to be Reunion Arena? Yeah, yeah, down there, uh Barnhill Cellup. So you're down there, good, family's good. Oh good. Kids All good. 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 You bet. Uh, uh I know you're you're still uh with CBS. I am still uh calling the games. I love I love seeing you, love watching the energy you bring and um how was that transition for you? From talking, you know, it's a little much different, I'm sure. <laughs> but it was, Pat, and, and I was thinking I was just gonna go do that a year and get right back into coaching, but uh, that didn't work out. I'm, I'm going. I just finished my tenth year. Hard to believe. Wow. Uh, but I love watching ball. Love being around it, and uh, I got a great group: Kevin Carter, Brent Stover, Randy mm -hmm. Cross. Uh, I get to work with Aaron Taylor, Brian Jones, Adam Zucker. Uh, just a good, good group, you know. And um, get to stay, get to, get to stay in it. You know, you always miss that team. You miss that locker room, but uh, Hey, now it's basketball and I'm, I'm kind of a basketball man too. So I get to watch. <laughs> I like the way you bring that energy, man. So, so this is, this is just for me now. I, I, I this is like me going to class, right? So when you prepare throughout the week, um, are you, are you calling coaches? Are you watching film? Cause I know there, there are times maybe you can, kind of get caught up in the weeds too much. So yeah. what, what things do you focus on to, to get you ready for Saturday? Well, that's a great question. You know, that's the one thing that I'll say, Pat, I got to give the media on that media side, you know, I didn't really know exactly what they were doing, you know, but I got to give it to them. Uh, they, uh, they do a good uh, job. We got researchers at CBS and I start getting, I leave every Thursday, fly to New York, LaGuardia, all right? Come home Sunday. By the time I hit land in Dallas Sunday, they're already, the researchers sending me the next week. Right. And so talking about, you get you can go games, uh, you got all the stats you want, the individual that we're going to be talking about. And then, of course, you have these shows. We do about, we do an SEC show. And so they're, they're sending you, hey, this is your segment. This is your segment. So you're going through it doing all your homework and then here's the game cbs sports network now i'm on the other side of you got cbs big cbs where they have the sec show you know the game the game of the week and right. then the sports network and we're about really 15 yards apart and so we've had we have good games a lot of army navy air force san diego state fresno you know wyoming all that even when josh allen was back with wyoming you know i got to watch this guy play you know things like <laughs> that but um so right. once 
I'll go walk across. And when Rick Neuheisel goes on the road, I'll go take his spot in the big CBS. But to answer your question, Pat, it really starts, you start reading about Monday night, you know, you start reading what's happening, you know, and, and you want to be prepared, you know, like anything, you want to be ready to go. You want to be prepared, have the stats of who you're you know, talking about, whether it be quarterbacks, running back, defensive end, whatever, you want to be prepared and give the uh, people, you know, some, right. not, not a bunch of garbage stat, but you want to give them something solid. And this is where the researchers helped me so much be able to send that research to me. I study it. I read it. And here's what's big. I had to learn early on now that pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, I, I got in trouble. I got in trouble one night when Nevada came on the, on the game, our this game in my oh, producer. It's Nevada. it's Nevada. I had to learn that the hard way, Pat. My producer says at halftime, Hey, Houston, our phones are lighting up. Our emails are lighting up. Our Instagram's lighting up. They're wanting coach not to learn how to pronounce <laughs> Nevada. Now, what I really wanted to tell him that night, Pat, was, Hey, y'all make a first down. I'm going to learn how to say your name. <laughs> I, do that. I do it. But Hey, it embarrassed me. You know, so I said, you know what? Nevada. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Okay, Coach, I, I had that. I was calling my first Kentucky game, and I, I'm from the Northeast. So right. I say Coach Calipari. Coach Calipari. Yeah. Calipari. I get a produce at halftime in my yeah. ear say, hey, all these Kentucky fans, they say it's Calipari. Like a pair. I go, what? <laughs> no, where we're from, it ain't. I'm with you. I'm with so you. From that point on, you're better than me. Because I stuck to Calipari. From that point on, I stuck it, Coach. That's Calipari. Oh, oh, I wow. actually just said Coach Cal, right? I just said Coach Cal. Coach Cal. But, but you're right about that. It's funny. The transition. And you got one of the greatest sports stories I've ever seen. And we're going to get to that from when you were a little young buck uh, uh, to where you are now. But from a coach – and I'll work with coaches sometimes when they're in transition and you're so consumed with your team Were you, but then there are some coaches who are, you know, they just, they keep up with everything. How, when you were coaching, did you find that you were able to keep up with, you know, what was going on with, with a bunch of different teams or you were just locked in on 14, I, number 14, number 81, let's go. <laughs> I was locked in, Pat. I was locked into our team. How are we yeah. going to win the game? How are we going to stay on the field? How are we going to stop them? And very little, and I probably should have done more, very little on the outside of what's happening over here, over there. We kept up with that conference and that SEC, which was, yeah. as you know, be brutal, especially on the West side. So, uh, Did you me, have friends? Did you, did you, were you able to develop friendships with coaches in the SEC? I know it's a little bit easier now with, I mean, it just seems like communication is a little bit easier than maybe it was, shoot, when, when I was going to school 25 years ago. But I don't know. Were you able to develop some good friendships with guys? I, in the I, I was. I was. I had a really good relationship with uh, uh, Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier, uh, David Cutcliffe, uh, Phil <laughs> Fulmer. Uh, those guys were probably, probably the closest to. I got to stay 14 years in the SEC, so you develop those relationships. You're in a room at least once, sometimes twice a year, and that's the only time. But ever so often, you know, you, you can pick up the phone, and 
you know, maybe talk about what you did against a certain opponent. You know, you may have that that close relationship, but uh, it wasn't a lot of conversation, but it, it was just good. You know, it's good people and good relationship. So in and um, for could you compare college basketball coaches to college football coaches? And so it's, it seems like college football head coaches, I mean, it's just like apples and oranges with college basketball. I understand it's less players you have to deal with. The recruiting's a little bit different. You know, I mean, in basketball, you go to the arena, you know, you go to the AAU gym and you, you can see everybody and it's a little bit different. Is there, I don't know, have you ever thought about that, of, of, of the comparison between head football and head basketball? All the time, all the time. <laughs> Dad, of course, was played for two of the greatest basketball coaches in the world, Adolph Rupp and Henry Iba. And yeah. so uh, I always thought about that. And then, of course, I have two brothers. They're doing a whole lot better than the football brothers because they still live. You know? yeah. Dennis is still coaching at Washita and uh, Washita Baptist in Arkadelphia. And Dickie just took a job at a startup program at Leonard Hamilton's college in Gaston, North Carolina. He's the athletic director and basketball coach. Dickie always, this is funny, Pat, because Dickie always rides me hard. You football coaches, all y'all got to do is get, get to 500, get to six wins. You get a mobile, you know, we get 500, we get fired. I mean, what's going on? You know? So, and I'd always have to come back with, listen, you got 12 guys, you got, 12 guys to keep up with you got 31 12 mamas that's only 12 mamas right 12 that's only 12 not 122 12 and so and then you got 31 timeouts a game you can use you know you got <laughs> you got oh, i mean come on come on guys you, you got all day long to make a decision so <laughs> about that also i noticed too pat they come to office a little bit later than the football coaches just a little bit later now. Now they may stay up a little bit longer and go, like you say, the AAU. Uh, they're recruiting in Vegas and Orlando, Indianapolis, and you know, they're. I give them credit; they work hard. <laughs> but you come to work at eleven o'clock in the morning. Come on, football. We don't have a day's work going. <laughs> it is. It it, it is. Uh, I don't know. It's just much different, man. And and uh, I was I was fortunate enough, and we're gonna get to Coach Musselman for the Razorback fans that are watching. We're gonna get to Coach Muss and Razorback team. But um, I just gotta say, man, when you got to campus, it was my it must have been my junior year because I guess it was ninety seven. The must have been the fall of ninety seven. Um, was that was that that was your first year, right? The fall of ninety seven. I'm not talking out of school, am I? Actually, I, I got there in 1998. It was the fall. So it would have been the fall of 98. So, okay. So it was my, yeah, my senior year, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. um, and you walk in and you and Alma Lee. And <laughs> you're at, at the game. And Al, Alma Lee, I call him the, the, the godfather of Razorback basketball, man. <laughs> I mean, he's the best dressed. And, oh, and oh. it was such a, a shot of energy that you gave the campus. Oh, um yeah. And I know you had a great relationship with Coach Richardson, and still do probably. And it was just a great—I um, don't know—it it was for somebody who had been in, in, you know, grew up right outside of Boston my whole life, but had been in Fayetteville for three years. And having you come back and and coach, it, it was man, it just was a shot of energy. And, and I kind of understood—I learned so much from uh, you and the stories and, and understanding, um, you know 
your your family history and just looking back on it, just so I want everybody to know. Your your father, like you said, he played for Adolph Ruff, University of Kentucky, then uh, Coach Iba, Oklahoma A&M at the time, which is Oklahoma State right. now. Right. Um, and so we're going to get into your college career, but what was, when you were growing up, um, what was, like, was, did he father, like, he coached? Was that, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's a unique thing. How did he handle that on and off the court? Because he was a great coach, obviously, uh, in, in Little Rock many years. He school for 33 years and had one of the greatest players of all time, Benny Fuller. Benny, Benny Fuller, Fuller, 100 points. 102 points in one ball game. I was there as about an eight-year-old. I was there watching in Leola, Arkansas, if you know where that is, Pat. What is <laughs> but, it? What is it? Uh, uh, my where is dad, it? Leo? Leo Leola. Leola. L-E-O-L-A. I'm going there this summer. That's going to be my trip this summer, okay? <laughs> Don't blink. You'll miss it. Don't blink. Uh, but one thing for sure, Pat, my dad was a disciplinarian. We know real quickly with four boys in the back, we go to Fordyce every other Sunday to visit our grandparents. And I don't know if you ever got in scuffle with your brothers, but we did. Oh, my older brother, yeah. Hey, so mother in the front, daddy driving, going from Little Rock to Fordyce. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I always ask the most important question, do you want some more? No. My dad didn't know anything about time out. He knew about that belt out stuff now. And so he he ruled with a firm hand. And he, he from the very first time, the first lesson I learned, he went to court. I'm, on a, I'm a little gym rat, Pat. Picture it. I'm always the gym rat, okay? little seven-year-old, eight-year-old, my eyes are watching my dad coach. He calls a timeout. He meets his five players on the court. And he takes two hands, and he goes to about three or four of them, and he does this on their forehead. And he says, no sweat. Uh -huh. No sweat. You, you, you got to Benny Fuller, and he's wet of sweat. And the point was, how could you not sweat for your teammates? And it stuck with me. He demanded such effort. And the one thing I noticed, I'd always tell my dad, boy, your players, please, deaf boys, play hard. They may not hear the whistle. They may not hear the whistle, but they play hard on this yeah. hardwood. Well, that was ingrained in us. And so he he wouldn't let us take a lazy step at a layup, a three-man weave. You better be moving. You better be going full tilt. And so that was was really the start of it right there watching my dad handle things he was very stern disciplined and you better be going full speed it was effort it was always effort. and so that's where it all started you know and, and my dad also he roomed with eddie sutton at oklahoma state at a and m oh and wow so, fortunate victim of circumstance pat because i got to play for my dad i got to play for eddie sutton eddie sutton's assistants were pat foster and gene katie and they don't credit those two guys i'm telling you they're great they're great yeah. okay not good great and you can tell by the success they had and then then when i transferred to oklahoma state i had jim killingsworth and uh paul hansen and all those guys and then you add the football part of it of jimmy johnson and lou Holtz and frank Bowles, uh jack crow pat john you 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 add all these guys jimmy johnson you can't beat them but you take a little bit from each other mm -hmm. and just, it was just, it was awesome. Uh, I I played in high school with with the deaf kid, uh, Mike Mikey Roy, and we had fortunately we only had like 
three plays, four plays. We had flex, right? So you could dribble up the court and go flex. Yes. We had L.A. Ooh. Uh, we had uh, New York. I think, is that an N? Nope, that's a T. Okay, that's the reason why we never hey, got. Go two, go two of them. Oh, two of them, New York. That's New York. And, and then we had Boston. That's B, okay. right? There you go. Okay, Pat. Okay. So, all right. So that's the reason why New York never worked, right? That's the reason why. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I think this is so, this is amazing. First of all, you grow up and your mother obviously was the head coach, right? We all know that. Or as Coach Richardson puts it, he said, Pat, you need to find yourself, you need to find yourself a, 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 a wife, right? She's just going to be your point guard in life. She's going to, she, she's your point guard. She's going to point out all the things you do wrong. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Sorry, uh, so you got, you grew up in that household. Mm-hmm. You go to Little Rock Central. Mm-hmm. And you, so you're there. Who, who's your coaches there? Okay, here we go. My sophomore year, Johnny Greenwood. After that, junior seniors, Eddie Boone. And, I tell you, I, I got to play with Robert Griffin. Mm-hmm. Larry, Robert Griffin really could play at any level in the college day, any level. He was phenomenal. You know, we beat Sidney Moncrief and Tommy Tapley in his championship. You know, beat, oh, him, wow. twice, beat him twice. In that's championship? Yeah, yeah. Little Rock. He was at Little Rock Hall. We're at Little Rock Central. Wow. And you beat Sidney Moncrief, as you know, you've done something. Oh, he's the GOAT, yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Because he, he got his now, Pat. Don't get me wrong. He got his. <laughs> but he didn't get that scoreboard like we got. And so <laughs> that was big. Little Rock Central Tigers. That was fun. And, and remember, that was the first integrated school, too. Remember, there's yeah. a lot of hit. My That's brother's right. not only white faces on the bus. Well, Robert Farrell also played with us. But the the athleticism uh, yeah. was, was phenomenal. So, and for those listening... I, I pulled this up. Number 21, Houston Nutt, six foot one, 197 pound guard, Little Rock, Arkansas. You, 1976, 1977, played in nine games. And you tell me if this is true. This is from hogstats.com. I mean, hogstats did a great job. You shot 50% from the floor on the season, 100% from the free throw line, and you committed one foul. Does that sound about right for your college basketball? You're a Razorback basketball player. Coach, this is this is our shoot shooting shirt. Yeah. From 1998. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was a little smarter because I stole someone else's because they put the numbers in here. So I yeah. stole I, I took some someone else's. So they mine, so they wouldn't think that I took it. They're looking for his. But I, <laughs> I you know, this is before they gave you all gear and stuff. Right. right. But so how, tell me that story of how right. you Go to University of Arkansas, like, I, I mean, does Coach Holt, I mean, who, uh, how do you talk with Eddie Sutton about playing basketball and football? Uh, and was that, was that frowned upon or was that, was that like, yeah, that's good. We want you to do that, son. Okay. Frank Bros was. Okay, Coach Bros. I, I, was, I was his last player to sign with him. And the reason I went with him ah. instead of Coach Bear Bryant, because I thought Coach Bear Bryant would retire much sooner than Frank Rolls. Lo and behold, he, he, he retires but the, my freshman after my freshman year. But he allowed me, Eddie Sutton and Coach Rolls allowed me to say, look, keep your schoolwork going, no problem. 
you can play football and basketball. So as soon as that last day of football was over, I headed to the basketball court. And you loved and, it. Was there any reason? Uh, did, did, you, did you feel like uh, playing basketball helped you in football? Because I can remember I played, I tried to play both in high school and it became too much. And, and one of my coaches said, you know, my senior, he's like, man, if you played football your senior year like we wanted you to, you'd be dunking a basketball right now. He mm. felt like the movements in football would have helped me uh, in basketball. I think it does, man. I think it helps. I know basketball helped my quickness, you know, uh, anticipation and all that. But here's what I love. I love going to practice every day. And remember, I had to go guard Ron Brewer. Ooh, boothead. Boothead. Cindy Moncrief. And oh. then ever so often, I had I had a mismatch against a guy, six foot seven, Jim Counts. Jim, and the doctor. Doctor Counts. Doctor Counts. So every day, it was so much fun just going, going to practice, yeah. going to practice. So ever so often, Eddie Sutton would slip me in there. I could handle the ball, and I could distribute, and I know who to go, who to, who to pass it to. <laughs> and you pass it, you go screen. You pass it, go screen. And uh, it, it was it was really, it was fun. And we got to go to uh, Rio de Janeiro, got to go to South America and play oh, in a wow. tournaments. In, How in was that, that experience? That was phenomenal. That's two weeks of nothing but ball and with your teammates. And, of course, when you win, it makes everything wonderful. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. what was Coach Sutton thinking? He took you guys to Rio for two weeks? And y'all, hey, y'all came back? Like, did you, <laughs> was it you do the, the stay? Because <laughs> I know came, the team. We came back. We came back. <laughs> so we came back. I, I just told the story of last week's podcast when Coach Richard took me Kareem Reed, not team to Puerto Rico. Hey, it was bad news. We, uh -oh. we, we did not win a game. Uh -oh. We It was dudes, um, you know, they was using their per diem at the casino. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was, he never took us. He never took us off the mainland again. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> now, Lawson Pilgrim, Lawson Pilgrim, they had to go, Ron Brewer and Sid had to go get him now. I think he might have fell in love. He thought he was in South America. Yeah, so he fell in love. That's a whole other story right there now. Hey, Coach, you can fall in love in two weeks at that age in Rio. Exactly. Probably three times, four times. Exactly. So, yeah, that year, you guys won 26-2, and 16-0 and in Southwest Conference, 11-0 and in Barnhill Arena. Woo-hoo. Now, that was a squad, Coach. Yes, yes, it Mark was. Elf, Ron Brewer, Cindy, you had a squad. Big Steve Shaw. Pat, uh, uh, Jim Counts would go guard their best player, Otis Birdsong. I don't care who it was. And Otis. I've never I, I've never seen a guy deny, deny, deny. I mean, he would not let you get the ball. And he had length. And he would just go, and he was in tremendous shape. I remember watching this guy from the bench saying, this guy is relentless. Then you had Sidney Moncrief getting every board, Oof. getting every garbage basket, putting it back in. Then you got Ron Brewer. Ron Brewer probably could have scored 40 points a game, but he was so smooth, yeah. he, unselfish. He came from Condart, Kyle Condart's era of fundamentally. He, he used his left hand just as good as he did his right hand. Wow. And so out Almer Lee and all those guys I'd play with in the summer, you could tell how fundamentally sound they were. Right. And 
the left hand, right hand, and the skills they had were just phenomenal. And they didn't miss free throws. All those little things, you know, they just they were great. And Marvin, it's a shame Marvin didn't have a three point line. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, he reminds he reminds me of that every time I see him. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> Before we move on. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, it's more secure, and it's more reliable. Now that basketball season is tipping off, get in on the action at betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while I got you here, let's talk about the Field of 68 Media Network, where college basketball matters most all year round. This is a digital media and podcast network that we've been building over the course of the last year. We have shows hosted by some of your favorite players covering the program that they love the most. AJ Guyton hosts the House of Hoosier. Eric Devendorf covers Syracuse on the scorer's table. Dan Dickow hosts the Gonzaga Bulldog broadcast. We have Florida's Patrick Young and Duke's Andre Dawkins and North Carolina's Shimon Williams and Michigan's Stu Douglas and Illinois' Deion Thomas. The list goes on and on and on. We have more than 30 shows right now. So hit the links below and check them all out. And while you're at it, make sure that you go check out the Field of 12 Media Network, your home for college football. So one more question about basketball. Uh, did the players ever give you a side eye because you didn't have to go to go through preseason conditioning with the hoop team you were on the football? <laughs> like, oh, here he comes at the good time conference. So what? Uh, you know they been, they were good to me. They never did yeah. say anything. You know because I guess I wasn't really a factor. You know they just say, oh, who's this football guy? Because I was on the bench. Now remember, I'm on the bench, and so I'm basically just glad to be there and can't wait to go practice. So. I didn't get in their way, you know, I stayed out of the way. <laughs> well, what, so um, what was going on that first year in your football season? How was that going? Are you talking about as a player? As a player, yeah. yeah wasn't good. Wasn't good. We had, we had everybody coming back. They'd won the Cotton Bowl the year before. And so you had R.C. Tillman, Leo Harris. played, though, your freshman year a lot because Ron Calcacchi got – He got hurt. Ron got, got hurt. So we went in. My first start was TCU. We won that game. That was great. I don't. Uh, and by the way, I don't have all your football stats like I do your basketball yeah, stats. Yeah. I wish I, I wish Hog Stats did a football version too. <laughs> don't worry about that. It, it wasn't much to look at. But uh, uh, the uh, there there's this. We won about five games, five five and one something like that. That wasn't real good. We were really expected to win more. Had a few injuries. You know, Ron went down, and so it it wasn't real good. And then that's when Coach Royals resigned, and here comes Lou Hopes. Oh. And now uh, it's a whole different ball game. And yeah. everything backed up in a hurry. But that same group, though, that same group, the next year we go to the Orange Bowl and we beat Oklahoma. We won 11 games. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, okay, that, that was yeah. the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that was the, that was the big Orange Bowl win. And then yeah. – um, so then you transfer – to Oklahoma State. We to, went back went back where my brother was. Dickie's there. Mom and dad. Okay, so there. okay. So was that a difficult decision or just was it the was. right decision? 
was, it was, Pat. I probably looking back, probably should have stayed. But you know, Lou Holtz, uh, he uh, it was more of a running game, you know, with a running veer. Ron Calcagni was great, um, and Kevin Scanlon had just transferred in and played for him at North Carolina State. Oh. And so it was going to be some hard time to to get on that field. So Jimmy Johnson got the job at uh, at Oklahoma State. And uh, felt like I'd have more opportunity was there. Was he an assistant with Coach Burroughs at the time when you yeah. were playing? Yes, okay. he was defensive line coach uh, while I was playing as a freshman. And so that relationship, uh, Pat Jones, same thing. Yeah, so, Pat, I love Coach Jones. He's the man. He, he is, is great awesome, energy. Awesome, great energy. And and so there's relationships. And so that's good. What's what's ironic about that, after I graduated, I worked two years for Jimmy Johnson's grad assistant came back and Lou Holtz hired me. Now, when you leave somebody, you know, usually you don't get invited back, you know? So <laughs> I had to build up enough courage to say, Coach Holtz, we can take <laughs> back more time. So got to, got to spend a year with him, which was great. What, what, um, so your brothers, uh, um, well, I guess two of, two of your brothers uh, are in, in basketball. And what, what was it that, that, kind of put you on the football side yeah great great question pat i thought about really hard coaching basketball but i noticed when i came to practice with eddie sudden i said coach where's coach foster where's coach katie they're on the road oh yeah so i'm thinking there's only three spots yeah and two of them are not there and so i'm thinking now football has about seven or eight at the time and you had seasons where you coach, you spring, right. spring recruit. I mean, you, you, you spring football. And then there's, there's recruit. There were seasons. And, and to me, there was more opportunity because of numbers and I love football too, but uh, I just thought it'd be an easier transition for me because of the number of positions. And so I, I went, I went football, but mm. I always, always, as soon as football was over, I'd go to the basketball gym and watch, you know, right. give a t- <laughs> but I, I, like I said, man, my memories of you coming on campus, uh, it was so much fun because it was like, you, you know, the, the hype and everything. And I, I, obviously, I remember when you were at Murray State and Boise State because um, you guys had you guys had great teams. So yeah. I, I remember you being there. And I actually we we played in Boise, Idaho, I think, in one of our NCAA tournaments. And we practiced at Boise State. Right. One right. afternoon, and we drove by the blue field, and everybody's talking about you and Coach Nod. I go, "What in the hell is he playing on a blue field out there?" Oh, is Yes. Um, what What was the, like? You got the call to come home. Yeah. What What I mean, did you know? Like, did you know leading up to it, it could happen? Did I mean, did your agent call you and say, "Hey, this is happening"? First of all, Frank Bros, he didn't deal with any agents. He deals straight. All right. He called you. He called you. He called your father. He, he called me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, I had I was I was the first one to interview. There's 14 candidates. Here's what was hard, Pat. After that first interview, I have to go back to Boise State. And my AD there, Gene Blaymeyer, saying, What's the deal? Uh, I hadn't got it, but I'm still in it. But Hey, we got recruiting. I need to know, are you in or are you out? You know? Right. And so calling coach Broyles, coach Broyles, am I in? Be patient. Be patient. Uh-huh. We're 
doing a lot. There's a lot of people that want this job. Be patient. I'm thinking, Coach, it's just it's going hard to kind of be patient when you got a got the. I don't want to lose that one, but I want to come home, you know. So anyway, fast forward after another seven days, long seven days, finally get the call. Come home, come home. The University of Arkansas, we want you to come home. I said, I'm there. That's I'm awesome. That was, it was great, Mike. That's awesome, man. I, I can't even imagine. Now as I'm older, kind of looking back and knowing how everything – and you've done so much more in your athletic career and you're still doing it, but how much what we do affects our family, yeah. just the pride. And the, I mean, I don't think people realize how our family's trajectory has yeah. changed because of just how sports, you know, them following, you know, I look at my parents, my brother and, you know, my sister, just the experiences that they all had. I can't even, it must've been just, they must've been floating on cloud nine, man. Yeah, my dad. No doubt. No doubt. And and I, I tell you, Pat, there's there's not. And I saw you play and put that ball in the hoop. And there's nothing like family, you know, watching you have that success and hitting that game winning shot or the memories. They don't ever go away. But you mentioned something about family is important, and it takes somebody like Diana for me. And you mentioned point guard. You know, when I was at Murray State, you know, I was an assistant at Arkansas before that. I said, well, where are we going? <laughs> going to Murray. And she had to literally look on the map to see where Murray, Kentucky is located. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we stayed there four years, get a lot of Arkansas kids. We went two back-to-back championships. Reggie Swinton. Reggie Swinton. Swinton. Reggie Swinton, Mike Perry, Ronnie Merritt, William Wait, Hampton, all these guys. Man. Yo, Tim- your wife, to your point, I mean – I remember how Rose Richardson was to me, a second mother. Yes. Your wife is going to be a second mother. All these kids. No question. No question. Did a great job. Uh, houses open. And, and that's the one thing players don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. But when yeah. they came to the living room with Diana or in that kitchen and they put that, and she puts that meal down there. It's yeah. for real. You know, that's it's locked in. Once yeah. we felt like if a mama got to campus, and we felt like, and they were around our wives. We felt like, yeah, we got, we got a great chance. It, it, that is so true. Um, is my the 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 conversations between my parents about Arkansas was totally different. My father was like, they just won national championship. Of course he's going there. My mother's <laughs> my mother's like, she already knew who coach you know coach's wife you know, Coach Anderson's wife. I mean, she knew Rose and Marshita and yeah. uh, it, it just, and for me, having a, a mother that was a very strong influence in my life, yes. that, that was important, you know, yeah. and, and just, I still remember, listen, Rose Richardson taught me, you only eat chitlins from the people who you watch clean them, okay? That's what she told me. <laughs> she says, Pat, don't go, don't eat them other way other than the, the house you're that cooked in, okay? <laughs> That's really there now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And the strawberry cake. Woo, coach. Strawberry mm. cake off the charts. Okay. Um, and that's the thing. Your mother wants to know, you know, about the people that are around you. Where yeah. you eat, where you sleep. And daddy's national championship. 
yeah, we're gone. <laughs> he ain't worried about your bed. He's not worried about the food you're eating. He's worried about the national championship. <laughs> Get to the gym, son. Get to the gym. Oh, so God. you go, um, and I can't. I'm, I'm going to ask you about Coach uh, uh, Coach Musselman too, and, and what you see because I know you follow you follow hoops and you love hoops. But when you get on campus, man, you got old dirty red Clint Sterner. I mean, he didn't know. I mean, he's walking around campus. He can't even find his class. He's he doesn't know what's going on. Right? Thank God you you. So how do you? Did you have to recruit kids to stay so they wouldn't transfer? What was the vibe of that team? Uh, the vibe was they were just. Uh, they were a group of guys that were, to me, they were, they were, they were so down, you know, they had rough, they're four and seven, four and seven. And I, I looked at a group that didn't, didn't have much kind when you look in their eyes, really wouldn't look back at you. Uh, just a kind of a down group. But once we started going to practice in off season, that's when they, they told me, I said, fellas, these guys right here, they are, are tough yeah, man you had a good group that and they wanted a hell of a group i didn't have to recruit one pat to stay yeah. they wanted it there and when you watch film one thing you knew about clint clint could throw that ball he had rpms on that ball man he was he had small hands coach you could do it with small hands <laughs> <laughs> hey all i know is that ball was coming off in the right direction he had anthony lucas man come on coach he had luke right. Right. Don't get on my boy too hard now because Clint Sterner made some plays now. No, he did. I love Clint. Hey, talk about a mama that's going to be, be be heard is Mama Sterner now. Mama Hog. She don't play at all. She does not play. She's strong. And just like her boy, strong. Yeah. And uh, He's one of my great friends. He, he's yeah, one of my I, tell that. Tell that. And you, you said it, though. Anthony Lucas, uh, Emmanuel Smith. Uh, all these guys were, Eubanks, Anthony Eubanks. You used to, you used I to hoop have, with, I have, Anthony was the year before me. Oh, he, he used to I, hoop with us at the hyper all the time. That on him. He was great too. Yeah. Anthony was really good. So talk, talk about the, I mean, I hate to even bring it up because, but it, there's a, a, a story in there that is an amazing story. The Tennessee game. Uh, I think we all know where we were. I'm in a hotel room on the road watching that game. Um, and you talk about Clint. I mean, you show somebody's character, well, how Clint responded to that. I mean, that is probably – it's so amazing how you think of somebody's lowest point, but in reality, it showed him that it, his reaction was his highest point in the person that he is. No question and, about With Brandon Burlsworth uh, and that whole relationship – I don't even, I mean, you probably talked about it a million times. Maybe I just didn't even want to hear it, but what, what was the, how there's, difficult? There's about, there's about two games. There's two games that kind of keep you up at night ever so often. You roll yeah. over, so that's one of them. But if you go back and look at that game for about, mm, for about 58 minutes, mm. I'm, it was Arkansas Razorbacks. It was Arkansas Razorbacks. I played them in every way, toughness, yep. physicality, all that. But you also, you go back and look, we had a lot of things. Everybody wants to point to Clint on one thing. Travis Henry ran the ball just uh, like, a, like, a, like a Mack truck. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. And they had a great, you know, they went on to win the national title. But here's the thing I think people tend to forget. We had, a, for the first time, we had a deep snapper snap the ball over punter's head. Two points. Uh, we had a drop ball, critical drop ball. We had a, mm. we had 
time. There's about seven things that could have added up. If you go back, you just, but everybody points to the one thing. And here's, here's the thing, Pat. If you had nowadays rules, you'd have replayed that. That ground can't cause a fumble. We, we still got the ball. We're running out the clock, man. That, right. that game is cool. So when I go speak at Knoxville three years later, when I'm, when I'm up here at CBS, I go speak at Knoxville, the quarterback club. I, I say, hey, you, you Tennessee fans, y'all owe me a national championship ring yeah. because we helped you. We helped you. And so, it, no, it's all good, but you're right. Clint Sturman, if I'm not mistaken, Clint drops back, hits Anthony Lucas on the sideline, wasn't that the play, I believe? Was he going oh, to Luke on oh, what's that, that? That play, wasn't he is designed to go to Luke and Anthony on the sidelines? You're talking about the, the play the, on the fumble? Yeah. No, no. We're sprinting out, and here's what people don't realize. A guard steps on his foot. We're sprinting out. All we're going to do is sprint out to the left. If it's there, he'll throw it. If not, he's just going to run and fall down. We're trying to run out the clock. We're sprinting out. We're just buying time, okay? Nothing fancy. But if you watch closely, they step on Clint's foot, accidental. Step yep. on foot. He's balancing, trying to use the ball to kind of balance himself. With that. It's a wet night. That ball kind of slips out when he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, he's down. But uh, you don't get that call. They yeah, you don't. What, what's, so you mentioned this. That's one of a couple of games. Is there another game that oh, keeps yeah. turning that oh, night? Which oh, one's that? 2007, go to Atlanta, SEC championship game. Oh. We outplayed <laughs> Urban and ever which way. Them Florida Gators are going home. They're going yeah. down. And they know. Yeah. And one play. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, it's not only that one play. There's a few others, but that it's it just it wakes you up, you know, at night. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Coach, yeah. I, I know you got a chance to see uh, Darren McFadden recently. D-Mac is one of the great uh, in the history of the fine state of Arkansas. Yes. And had you uh, – it's tough. I mean, Matt Jones, Darren mm-hmm. McFadden. I didn't – sorry, Quinn Grovey. I didn't get a chance to see too much game tape on you, okay? <laughs> I mean, he was – He was unbelievable. I mean, but D-Mac – uh, is there a guy you can compare to him that, that you've seen in college football in the, the years you coached? There's only one guy. There's only one other guy. And I, I didn't coach him. I watched him. I coached receivers. I was at Oklahoma State. Barry Sanders. Ooh. One, Barry Sanders is the only guy that, I, I, that I'd say maybe. But Darren McFadden, what he did for the University of Arkansas, he put his team on his back so many times. Mm-hmm. And I've never a back that could to hit home runs and what i mean by that there's a lot of backs that go 20 25 30 this guy can go 80 he can go 85 in the sec and you think you take the right angle whether it be an auburn free safety or an alabama free safety, you take the right all of a sudden you're chasing and he would look up contact he and what i mean by that danny many a times say why don't you get down a little bit this series just go down or run out of bounds and it wasn't his nature he'd look mm-hmm. them up you know <laughs> The thing that I love the most, Pat, was he on Sunday, our Sunday would come in, we'd have all the team together, we'd watch special teams together. He'd come in and punch me, watch my block, coach. Watch my block. <laughs> and his block for Felix Jones, and he's pancaking guys. And that's what 
if he loved football and he was unselfish, he'd do anything for his teammates. And he's just a, a phenomenal guy that really ought to, they ought to, Arkansas ought to retire his jersey. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a statue up there of him, yeah. a retired jersey or something in the, in the, in the stadium with, with, with his name. I mean, that was a, that was a backfield that was just filthy oh. coach. Him oh. and the cat and, uh, and the avalanche. I call, uh, oh, Hillis, the avalanche. Peyton Hillis was phenomenal, had great hands, could catch yeah. the ball, and he'd run over you. And then Felix Jones. Felix Jones was so fast and smooth and have the ability to make that first guy that would be tackle. You think you got him, you don't have – you better game. Yeah. So you had those <laughs> – man, they, they were something. And Casey we, we, would mix it up, throwing it to Marcus Monk, who was six foot Oh, six. yeah, Marcus. Don't forget about Marcus. He was phenomenal. Marcus, yeah. Yeah. He was a basketball player, too. He played professionally yeah. in Germany. Yes, and his brother, brother now yeah. ball for the Lakers. Oh, he broke my heart. The league broke my heart, man. Went to Kentucky, man. Broke. I know. <laughs> but he's, he's playing really well now with the L.A. Lakers. He actually yeah. is playing really well with that. They've needed his shooting, uh, Malik's shooting. So he's playing really well. When, so I can't even fathom. Like, I went away, right? I grew up in Everett, Massachusetts, and I went to Fayetteville, Arkansas, right? But I can't imagine the magnifying glass, the pressure on you uh, as the head football coach for the university. No pro sports. That's it. Was so when you when you move on to Ole Miss, is there a? I don't even know. Is there a sense of like you take a deep breath because it's just. It, like, is there, is it a different animal that none of us will ever be able to understand? Yeah. Uh, it really is, Pat. You know, when you grow up, as you mentioned, though, <clears throat> as you grow up in Arkansas, I grew up, that was the, that was my pro team. When I watched these guys, I didn't go to Fable game, went to Little Rock games. When the Razorbacks would come to town, it was a happening. And so you grow up watching football, basketball, Lanny Van Eman, uh, Martin Terry, Almer Lee, you know, I, I just, you grow up. And so now the pressure of, of your lifelong dream, you get to be the head coach, lead that team out of the A. All I want to do is please. I want right. to win. I want to win for the, for the fans. And so it was hurtful, you know, when I left because I thought there's some things that, you know, the, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, you know, we could get into, but it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't all, it wasn't, there's wasn't a lot of truth in a lot of things that were happening that, made things really bad and so when i left you're you hit on something when i left i thought it was time to leave yeah uh won that last game in in baton rouge at lsu was it was big but then you come back and there's still some fans disgruntled and you know planes are flying and uh u-haul signs in your yard and so that's that's the difficult part of it because of the pressure that you're talking about and so it was time to leave but when you leave there is a sense of you know when this guy got in trouble, DU, I used to set up and worry about it all night long at Arkansas. I didn't, I didn't at Ole Miss. Mm. We punished him. You know, we punished him. Right. And disciplined him. But it wasn't that. It goes back to what you said. It's such a great question. It was kind of a relief. Like, hey, we're going to coach him hard. Right. And what was funny, Pat, with that first year was just like the group at Arkansas had they were so hungry Michael Orr blindside guy he never been to a bowl game Dexter McCluster they never been to a bowl game they were so hungry and they've been beat up three and nine three and nine I said this is just like the 98 group <laughs> and so 
felt it was a relaxing, yeah, you know, kind of a stress-free. And you always put pressure on yourself. They're always going to be pressure, but not like Arkansas because that was home. And I tell you what was strange, Pat, is now the first year, come out of the visiting dressing room. <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to be in the home dressing room. I'm bringing a team out of the visiting restroom, uh, dressing room versus the Hogs. Man, that, <laughs> that's rough. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's amazing co- coaching. And like I said, I mean, that none of us will ever be able to understand it. <clears throat> that, and uh, you get it. Do, do you enjoy hearing your name come up every so often about going back to coaching? I mean, recently the Hogs had uh, a few years where they were like this. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, maybe it's just, I hear it because I, I do radio and stuff in Little Rock, but uh, you know, everyone's like, man, we need a guy, we need coach not come back. He needs to get, he needs to get these guys back to, you know, that 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 enthusiasm, that um, you know, because you got the medicine for it. You know, you had the medicine for him in 98. Uh, do you get a chuckle or do you hear your name come up in, in, in job searches, job you, openings? You know, I do. I tell you what was interesting, Pat, was when I go to New York every Thursday. It seemed like, and when you're talking about those tough years, there's a lot of fans that live in Dallas. Mm, yeah. And so they'd come up and Dinah goes with me once a month. She'd say, you know, these fans seem like they like you a little bit more now, you know, it seemed like they didn't like you that last two years, but they seem like they like you more. And hey, they, sure, man. They, what have they, you done for me lately? <laughs> and so, yeah. No, you, you, that's a good feeling. You know, yeah. that's that is. Would you ever go back to coaching? Probably not now. You know, there's a time I thought after the, like I mentioned at the first of the show, uh, after the first year, I wanted one year, just take a break from it. Mm. But as you see now, the, the Super Bowl, you got a 36 year old and a 37 year old that are head coaches. They don't want a 64-year-old. Now, I feel like I still have the energy to get it done, but uh, it, it's just search firms aren't going to – that's not who they want. Now, Matt Brown's very fortunate that he got to go back Got to go back to the place where he'd been. You look at Matt, Matt Brown and say, what in the hell is wrong with you? He's 70. <laughs> He's so good. And Nick, and Nick Saban as well. He's 71. I guess, Coach, the one thing is they're paying so much money now, you could hire about 20 – 20 assistants and hey, you walk around in your golf shoes all day. It's unbelievable. The amount of, of people, the support staff. And then now NIL. Ooh. Oh, a whole new animal now. Yeah. How do you like, I'm all for the players getting paid. I, I've always wanted them to, to get a, I had a $6 and 25 cent laundry check. They call it a laundry check. I loved it. $2 for a hamburger, $2 worth of gas. Well, now cost of attendance, I thought that was going to make up. But now name and likeness, I'm thinking what Darren McFadden would have got in name and likeness. And then, oh, you know what? You know what the problem would have been, Pat? You know what the problem would have been? What's that? Felix Jones would have been in my office Monday, and then Peyton Hillis would have been in my office too. Hey, Coach, you think I can get a meet and greet? Can I get a deal? Can I, <laughs> can I go to a, a, a Tyson? Can I go to Tyson and do a commercial? And then the offensive tackle is going to say, hey, Jason Peters, he's only been in seven. I can see him coming up. Hey, coach, I've been blocking and catching balls for Matt Jones. Where's my deal? <laughs> I mean, you got, you're going to have some disrupts. I just don't see how yeah. all that's going to play out. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's because, you know, and I made this point, like, I mean, there's always that sort of 
rivalry in the locker room between players anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start adding more of that. It's, it's, it's gonna, you know, we, we had it in our locker room. That's why it's always so important to have your players police your locker room as, as much as your coaches can, because, you know, those riffs are going to happen. I just, you know, the, you know, when, when uh, D-Mac says, I got that wood right here. I mean, come on, Whit Davis Lumber Plus, Whit Davis Lumber. Hey, they, they signed him to the. <laughs> That's, it. That's right. That's it. Wow. They so what, what you, have you been keeping up with Razorback basketball, Coach Musselman? Oh, oh yeah. I'm yeah. watching it. Have you got a chance to spend time around Coach Musk? I haven't. You know, I I hadn't been able to. Uh, I hadn't. I love what Coach Pittman's done. Hadn't had a chance to meet him, and um, I, I love what Coach Musselman's done. Hadn't had a chance to meet him, but I love what they bring. And um, even Coach Musselman, you know, he's he got surgery. He's got an arm up. He's he's still going. You know, <laughs> he's still fighting through it, man. He's coaching through it. But the the one thing I told my basketball brothers is, you know, I'm finally glad y'all finally wised up and took off the coat and tie when you're coaching. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's take off the coat and tie while you're coaching. You can't do that. And so now everybody seems more relaxed. I know Coach Musman already had that. Oh, he's he had, all right. You know, you got a nice relaxing shirt while you can coach. <laughs> there's, there's still a few coaches uh, in the SEC, Jerry Stackhouse. He, he's he's got all his NBA suits still, so I think he got to wear. You know, yeah. He wears them. Buzz Williams, I think, it, uh, is a guy that still gets uh still gets dressed up, um, <laughs> you know, to, to do it. Did you, do you have any any uh any plans to to catch any basketball games or in you know, and at this time, I mean, you're just watching TV. You get a chance to travel around a little bit. To uh, you know, I got my first grandson there in Fayetteville, Arkansas. First, my son, my son, and uh, Caitlin. So, you oh, know, he's, he's in favor. Uh, I remember putting him through shooting drills in, the, in the basketball. Oh I, oh, I loved it. He loved it. But uh, so there's a magnet. So I might be able to maybe um, Lindy yep. Lindsay, Don David, maybe they'll take me with them and uh, get to watch this game. Yeah. It's a good app. <laughs> Don't forget to drop in and see Coach Richardson too, man. He's still up there on his, on the ranch. Okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Love man, I, Coach, I appreciate it so much. Fun catching up with you. I hope I, I hope we touched on everything. Oh, and uh, I know you guys are working with a little electrical power issue down there in uh, <laughs> South South Arkansas. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Be safe. Tell everyone I said hello. Tell the kids. And uh, your wife, everybody has said hello. And, man, I can't wait. Hopefully i see you soon, maybe at a, at a Razorback game. That'll be great, Pat. Hey, you do a great job, buddy. I love the energy you bring and the knowledge you bring. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate that. All right, my Stay man. Stay in touch. Be good. Take care. Love you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Woo pig. Mm -hmm.